0: Warning the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And Kieran, the past is never dead. (laughs) (laughs) It isn't? I'm not finished yet, so brace yourself. It's not even past. No. No. If you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is
1: a spoiler. It certainly is. And it's the first thing we see in the movie that we're here to talk about today. And weirdly enough, it gives away the entire plot if you really think about it. (laughs) Yeah, it does. In a weird way. So, if you haven't listened to one of our podcasts before, what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible, and this week we're going back and looking at a movie that's already come out and seeing how close we got to predicting the movie.
0: That's right. We're travelling back to the past, which is something this movie did not do. We're travelling back
1: to... All right, stop rubbing it in. We're travelling all the way back to 2020 when this came out on VOD, and we're talking about the movie, of course, Antebellum. Mm. I'm hesitant to call it a horror movie, but I don't know what else to classify it as.
0: I think a horrible movie. Maybe <laughs> well, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not being subtle here. Well, it's, it, they call it a horror movie, so I they think do. They have. They to call s- it
1: It calls itself a horror movie. Yeah. So. So speaking of, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can because in cinemas right now is the movie Beast, starring Idris Elba and a lion and a lion. Excited to see that one. Are you excited to see it, Maddie D?
0: Not really. Not really. But-
1: I just want to see if we're close or not. That is true. Now, let's get stuck into talking about Antebellum, since we really, really don't want to. Yeah. We've long said that this is the worst movie that we've ever covered on this show, and I think today is going to be the real deciding factor if we still think that. Maybe something's come out in the interim that is worse, but I think, yeah, we can really settle it by the end of this episode. Now, Maddie D, I think you know the answer to this already, but maybe you don't have all the facts. How much do you think Antebellum made in the worldwide box office? Four I'm million talking, dollars. talking cinemas. Four million dollars? Uh, it actually made 6.9 million dollars. On a $10 million budget. <laughs> but don't forget as well that it was mainly released on video on demand. So, it is estimated to have made $8 million on video on demand rentals. Okay. Meaning it made, what is that, around $14 million. Still an absolute failure. Movies like this, they're supposed to make like four or five times their budget. This barely made, you know, its money back. And well-deserved too. <laughs> so, something that was very, like a huge selling point of this movie is that it was from the producer of Get Out and Us. And we actually discussed this in our previous episode, which, by the way, if you haven't gone back and listened to yet, I'd recommend highly going back and listening to that original Antebellum episode we did all the way back in 2021. But I think it's just worth reminding everybody that Jordan Peele isn't related to this movie at all. The marketing is very much trying to trick you into thinking that, but the movie was actually produced by Sean McKittrick, and he was one of six producers on this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
1: think we've even slipped up recently and thought that this was part of Jordan Peele's, you know, producing oeuvre, but I just want to remind everyone that that's not the case. Jordan Peele wasn't involved in this piece of shit at all.
0: Let's not taint him with that brush. And- and they lied. They they pretty much misled people to believe that it was a Jordan Peele movie.
1: Yeah, that's right. They did and they very much tried to make it look like it was a Jordan Peele movie and very much tried to make it feel like it was a Jordan Peele movie when it very much isn't. Should we get straight into how well we did or yeah. I guess how poorly we did? Um
0: yeah, I guess I guess we can. Should we should we just say as well we watched this together?
1: Yeah, that's right. I was going to get into that at the end because I guess we should explore our feelings oh, on the okay. movie and our experience with the movie once we've wrapped up talking about, sure. you know. How close we were to actually predicting it. So, before we do, would you care to explain our point system to anyone who may not be familiar?
0: Yeah. So, usually when we do these kind of episodes, it'll usually be Kieran does a plot, I do a plot, and we try to compare. But in this particular episode, we join forces. Yeah, we teamed up. We teamed up. So, essentially, Kieran's covering what we got right in the plot, and I'm covering what we got wrong. In the plot Mm. uh, Compared to the actual movie I think Matty D had his work Cut out for him this week we're going to Measure those two things Against each other And see It's a real locker room situation
1: We're measuring (laughs) these two things Next to each other And seeing uh, which one is The the biggest of the two Creating a ratio Of right to wrong If that makes sense to everybody Alright and since uh, I covered everything That we got correct Let's get into that first Since we like to get The good news on the table first And straight away Something we mentioned Right at the beginning Of the original episode Was that the the, the image of the butterfly that they were using in all the promotional material and, and in the movie itself, we sort of said that it wasn't going to be important to the movie. <laughs> yeah, And right. you could argue this, but I don't think it was at all. So the only time we actually see the butterfly in the movie is on the front cover of Veronica's book. Of course, Veronica is the main character. As well as a, an ankle tattoo on the character of Julia when she's been hung. So her feet are hanging from the ceiling and we focus in on the butterfly tattoo. The symbolism of the butterfly tattoo is supposed to represent shedding your skin, and moving from, uh, I guess, uh, oppression to independence to progressiveness. I don't or know exactly what something. it means. Or something. But that doesn't that doesn't factor into the plot of this movie at all. So no. I guess we were right there in, in saying like they just wanted a, a cool duality image, which didn't really factor into any sort of symbolism in the movie at all. Now, speaking of the character Veronica, we said that she'll be an author, a historian, and a motivational speaker. That's absolutely right. So she actually has a doctorate in historical studies. And she is obviously shown in the movie to be an author, as well as a motivational speaker, so we were dead on the money there. That was a pretty good call. It wasn't really clear what she did in the trailer. We just saw her doing a speech, so we just said, yeah, she's going to be a combination of these things. Mm Now, typically, in these episodes as well, I would encourage you to watch the movie before continuing on with uh, listening to this episode, because we're going to spoil a lot of the plot elements. But in this circumstance, I really don't give a shit if people watch the movie, because I don't think people should watch this movie or support it in any way. How do you feel, Matty D? I
0: feel the same. I wouldn't encourage anyone to watch this movie.
1: So, if you haven't seen the movie, that's great. Just listen to this episode. We'll walk you through the plot as much as we can, but... You really, really shouldn't watch this movie at all. Uh, if We're you, saving you if yeah, you haven't seen it.
0: If you really want to read a Wikipedia page or something. Yeah, if you're um, lost,
1: if we confuse you, yeah, listen to uh, listen to a plot elsewhere or read the plot or watch like a, a YouTube sort of summary
0: of it or a review. We do not need to be giving this movie any more money. We already gave it money. That's right. Uh, which I'm still filthy about, but twice as well. Yeah, three times actually.
1: <laughs> three times for you. So I've seen the movie twice. Matty D's seen it. Twice Twice, actually Yes But I paid for it twice He paid for it once Oh well What can we do? So we contributed to that 14 million dollar
0: box office That they had Yeah maybe we paid 14 million Um, It felt that way (laughs) It certainly did With our souls But if you want to watch the movie Don't say we didn't warn you Um, I like that we're getting into this now After we've already started Talking about
1: the plot That's how little credence We give this
0: movie but yeah, go on. What else
1: did this we get This is going right? to be a very low effort episode this week, just because I don't feel that this episode, like this movie deserves the attention that we're giving it. Anyway, back to this nonsense right. of plot. So we said that Veronica's husband, Nick, doesn't play a huge role in the movie and won't be seen again once Veronica is taken to the plantation. That's technically true. We never see him again once Veronica's in the plantation. Nope. I mean, mind you, the movie starts off in the plantation, then we have a flashback to before she was kidnapped. And aside from that, we never see Nick again. We hear his voice, but we never see him.
0: Nope. We do not now something
1: that was interesting as well all the names that we had for most of the main characters with the exception of veronica were wrong on imdb and in wikipedia all the names we were given were completely wrong so the big bad of the movie is uh we called him aldo weaver but his name is actually blake denton now blake denton is a senator who owns the sort of plantation and uh believe it or not we actually predicted that he would be the lead bad guy of the movie and the owner of the plantation wasn't entirely clear from the promotional material, so that's
0: right. It is right.
1: And technically, while he may not, you know, in-universe, let's just say in their, in their fantasy world, he may not technically own the plantation there. He does actually own the whole facility that the plantation's on. So, yes, he does own the plantation. Yeah. Now, we said that his character would be a drunk, violent, and vicious man. That's absolutely the case. True. Ad rapist in there, too. And we said that Blake has set up the plantation as a camp for Civil War soldiers. Now, of course, that's within their the fantasy world as well. Yeah, but that's true. So he has used the, the plantation as a settlement for the Civil War soldiers. Now, another character on this plantation is the character of Jasper, who we called Hugo in the original movie. He's the sort of mean guy with the moustache who just has nothing better to do than ride his horse around the slaves and harass them.
0: Yeah, the bully. The Well, I guess they're all
1: bullies. They're all but- bullies, but yeah. So we described him as a mean-spirited, heartless Civil War soldier who is ten times worse than Blake. That's absolutely right as well. True. Now, another character we talked about on this plantation is Kiersey Clemens' character of Julia. We called her Shoshanna in the original episode, but her name is Julia. Now, we said that Julia and Veronica are acquaintances on the plantation. That's
0: technically true.
1: As in, they're probably some of the only characters... Well, Julia is one of the only characters that uh, Veronica actually talks to on the plantation, aside from Eli.
0: Yeah. I mean, their relationship is not clear to me. No. But they are acquaintances. Well, from what I
1: understand, Julia recognises Veronica, probably since she's quite well known. She's an activist. She's an author. She's on TV all the time. So, Julia recognises her and says, I know you. We've got to get out of here. You've got to help me get out of here. But Veronica says, everything that you were before, that doesn't matter here.
0: Right. Can't help you. Because I thought the reason she came to Veronica was because Veronica was part of the- escape attempt we see at the start of the movie
1: well how would she know that she wasn't there at that point i don't know <laughs> doesn't make any sense either way know. but from if you if you look at the, the whole context of the movie it makes sense that uh, julia would recognize veronica as a like a, a public figure yes and since she talks about liberation and progressiveness then obviously julia would be under the assumption that veronica would want to be free and would want them to go free we said that we'll see both slaves and soldiers killed throughout the movie. That's absolutely it's right. It's true. It's an easy killed for real, mind
0: you. Easy guess, but it's true.
1: Now, Jenna Malone's character of Elizabeth, we called Gretchen in the original episode because she didn't yes. have a name listed at all, so we just said, "Let's just call her Gretchen because she was Gretchen in Donnie Darko," but <laughs> her name is Elizabeth in the actual movie. Yeah. Now, we said that Elizabeth would be in charge of choosing people to be slaves on the plantation. That's absolutely correct. It is. it is. It was at this point, and I think this is very important to say very early on as well, it's at this point in our plot as well that you, Maddie D, <laughs> Oh, here we go. pointed out that you thought that the trailers were lying. You're like, I'm pretty sure the trailers are lying and the plantation is, you know, in a twist. The plantation is actually in modern day rather than being back in time. Yes, now, I did. Before he gets too cocky, he also clarified that the plantation would be in a huge magic bubble. Okay,
0: let's forget about that, but <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> it ba- makes
1: it invisible to the outside world. So while he was like on the right track, absolutely. And I, for some reason, shut him down because I just trusted the trailers. Uh, That ended up being correct, but it was way less sort of like sci-fi than he thought. Yeah,
0: but I did. Yeah, I I thought it might have been there might have been more sci-fi elements because I was looking at the plane glitching out and things like
1: that. In a way, you were trusting what was in the trailer.
0: But I did did say that I thought she wouldn't have teleported there and that it would be like a village-like scenario where it was in present day and it wasn't traveling back in the past. And I did think the trailer would lie. That's right. Ah, And you were right. And I was right. I was right. But
1: here's the thing. If you if you were so sure that that was going to happen, why were you so annoyed when it was actually revealed in the movie?
0: Honestly, I forgot I predicted that. I forgot I said that first. Right, and also I think I it's, wasn't. It's uh, probably rage-inducing
1: as well that the trailers just lied to us so blatantly.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the trailers really did lie to us blatantly, but I don't think my rage came from that necessarily. As the whole movie is a concept, which I think yes, we'll talk about. We'll
1: afterwards. get into that. But as uh,
0: well. Kieran, uh, on that yeah? point, oh yeah? I. Th-
1: you definitely deserve kudos points for that,
0: I and apparently kudos
1: points I deserve something else. I feel. Apparently, as well. deserve a hundred dollars for yeah! that as well. <laughs> That's right. Great, great. And That's so right. I re- not only did I have to sit through a shit movie a second time, I'm also going to be poorer because of it. <laughs> so not only did I pay to see the movie twice, I'm going to pay Matty D so, yeah, for his experience yeah, too.
0: Yeah, you said on that episode that if th- if that happens in the movie, so if it- I didn't fucking hate this movie already. <laughs>
1: Now ah, I'm out of pocket
0: because of it. What am I going to spend my new ah. hundred dollars on?
1: Therapy. for are getting over this fucking <laughs> abomination of a movie. <laughs> Next up, we said that the plantation exists as a fantasy land for racists, kind of like a Westworld. It is. That's absolutely the case. Totally accurate. Mind you, our prediction was that it exists in sort of like an alternate universe where it's not a specific time during the Civil War. It's just sort of like a, a vague magical realm, yeah. which is set up as a like a dimension that racists can travel to. <laughs> Whatever. If we really thought about it, we would have realized how stupid that sounds. Yeah, not but, a, know, not
0: as stupid as guys not as stupid as the actual taking movie. their eskies into fucking racist civil war land. Yes, exactly.
1: Now, I would give us a point for saying that the movie starts with a scare, but there's actually no scares in the movie at all. Oh well, there's a horse that rides past. Yeah, and there's like a loud noise that accompanies it, but uh, that wasn't scary. Were you scared by that? Uh, I was scared by the whole movie having to watch it again. Does yeah, okay. yeah, me too. <laughs> Welcome back to our Halloween season, folks, <laughs> where we watch movies that are either scary uh, or we're
0: scared to watch. Well, I mean, the start it starts with them catching a slave that's and more- killing her, but that's not scary. That's horrific,
1: but it's not yes, scary. It's not scary. There's so no real. Scares. There's nothing in this movie that's played for like tension or scariness.
0: Yeah, there's about two
1: jump scares in the whole movie, and it's not even really that violent. So, and the two jump scares are completely unrelated to. <laughs> They take place in like quote modern day yeah in the real world outside of the plantation so nothing in the plantation is played as scary or
0: frightening no horrific outside of the, outside and of cruel. the imagery of course yeah um and maybe maybe when she sneaks around and I'm trying to give the movie some credit here when she's sneaking around and it sounds like she's going to be caught maybe then but even then there's but no she's real- caught anyway so yeah. there's never any jump scare or anything like that
1: no. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, like I said at the start of the episode, I couldn't even really classify this as a horror movie, so I'm not even going to count us saying that the movie starts with a scare, because it doesn't really, and there's just no real scares in the movie. We said that we'll see Veronica and Nick rolling around in bed, and they're interrupted by their daughter. Of course, this is taking place in the flashback before the the events at the plantation, and that's true. They're not rolling around preparing to have sex, they're just waking up in the morning. Yep. I think that's important to point out. Oh, well, we do get a, like, a slight jump scare where like a phone rings, and she's startled awake. <laughs> Well, like her alarm in the morning but again not scary we said that Veronica and her daughter would have a conversation about race and empowerment that's the case we do see that so Veronica does have a very loose conversation with her daughter once her daughter watches her having a debate with someone on TV i don't i'm not even sure what the debate was about
0: we were talking too much during that scene when we watched it last time but i think it was just uh, your typical fox news debate yeah, talking about heads race and in america i think that's all it was yeah,
1: yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Who cares, still, really? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? So you, get, you get the point. Yeah, Veronica did explain this whole situation. She said, "You know, some people are just scared. You remember how you were scared by a bully at school? Well, some people are just scared in the same way. And you remember how you and your bully are friends now? Maybe we'll be friends one day with everybody."
0: What a deep message. This <laughs> it was that on peddles. the nose.
1: We said that we'll see Veronica as a success while doing one of her lectures, that's absolutely the case, mind you that was in the trailer though, Mm -hmm. and we said that Elizabeth would approach Veronica with a supposed business offer, of course this is Jenna Malone's character, but we really know that Elizabeth wants to kidnap Veronica.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. That's
1: true because we already saw that Elizabeth was working in the plantation as one of the kidnappers before we see her first introduced him yeah, in the movie.
0: Yeah, and if that wasn't enough, she screams bad guy with yes. her, like, southern accent. She's it's as like, subtle
1: sh- as the, the bad guy from the first Purge movie. And when I say from the first Purge movie, I mean from the original Purge movie, not the first Purge. Why do they make it so confusing? <laughs> but do you remember that really overacting guy in the, in the Purge? Kieran, I haven't watched any Purge movies. Well, you've covered one on this show. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> You will watch one eventually. I know, I know. Well, anyway, people will know what I'm talking about. There's this overacting blonde man who literally sticks his face right in the camera and is, like, smiling and smirking and taunting the characters. It's basically exactly how (laughs) Elizabeth is introduced in this movie. And she sees uh, Veronica's daughter and goes, like, oh, ma, we must set up a play date. (laughs) And she like shiftly looks to the side
0: Oh my god it was. Maybe we those.
1: should get into as well Because we neither We neither talked about it In our plot prediction And you know We're not going to have points for it But we should talk about the weird scene Where Elizabeth comes into Veronica's oh, hotel Jesus room Christ, yeah. Does an antebellum in her toilet And doesn't <laughs> flush And then just goes around throws papers everywhere And it has no repercussions In the rest of the movie Yeah It's so- just show, Don't it's just done to show that she's violating Veronica's space and doesn't respect her.
0: Well, there I, I there probably is a deleted scene that hit the cutting room floor for some reason. because uh, the you know, the dog that was in charge of making this movie forgot to put it in. But like, yeah, that, that, that whole scene happens and yeah, there's no repercussions for it. And you don't know why she's doing it? No,
1: it's supposed to be, like I said, it's supposed to be showing that she has no respect for her and is just trying to violate her space as a way of getting power over her.
0: Yeah, is she staking the place out? No,
1: like I said, she's just violating her. Right. And yeah, like I said, nothing comes of it, so it was really pointless pointless overall. Because she's going to violate her anyway back on the plantation in more ways than one. Anyway, we said that we'd get the feeling that there's something off about Elizabeth even though she appears friendly. Oh boy, is that the case? Everything she does is creepy. And we said that Veronica would see a creepy little girl lurking around her hotel. That's absolutely the case. She is a real little girl, of course, rather than a ghostly figure. I'm sure we'll get into that. And we said that the little girl also lives on the plantation. Absolutely Absolutely the case. We said that Elizabeth will pose as Veronica's Uber driver. In fact, you said this, and it will take Veronica a while to notice. I originally thought that Elizabeth would be Veronica's driver already, and then sort of has this as part of an elaborate revenge. But no, you said that she would pose as her Uber driver, which was absolutely the case. And yeah. Gave us a point for that. And we said that Veronica would be grabbed by a pair of hands that appear from behind the back seat. Gave us a point for that. Everything else associated with that we'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And we said that we'll see Veronica practicing yoga early in the movie, which is set up to help her out later in the movie to get out of a perilous situation. Surprisingly, that is true. Surprisingly true, weirdly enough. There was no like real point for that scene in the movie. It was
0: just so they could have a spider walk in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. To make it look creepy and us-like. Yes. But really, it was just her doing yoga to not step on the creaky floorboards. I don't know. I don't get it.
1: It took way more effort for her to sneak out of the bed doing that than it would just be to quietly go to the end of the bed and walk around it.
0: But I guess she used her yoga abilities. Yeah, that's right. We were still right.
1: It doesn't make any sense and doesn't add anything to the movie, but we were still right. We said that Elizabeth will live on the plantation as a southern belle. That's absolutely right. Absolutely. And we thought that the creepy little girl is Elizabeth's daughter. 100% the case as well. We said that on the plantation, Elizabeth is arguably less vicious than Blake and Jasper. Arguably so. I mean, there's a chase scene at the end, but she's definitely not going around beating up slaves for no reason. She's
0: more in control. I think that's what we're We barely were saying.
1: see her on the plantation is the long and short of it. Mm-hmm. She comes out to name the slaves with her daughter and we never see her again until the end. Until the end. We said that everyone on the plantation is originally from modern day. Of course, that's the case. So all the slaves are from modern day or the Civil War soldiers are from modern day. So good call there on our part. We didn't quite realize how true that would be. We said that Blake has created the plantation to live out his fantasy of how he feels the world should be. That's Again, true. that's the case. He's a senator in the actual movie who runs this as sort of like a, a weird sort of fantasy land for himself. I don't know really why. <laughs> because he's a racist. He's racist and he's rich, got too much money. It's sort of like Clive Palmer if Clive Palmer was somehow worse. But there's
0: a lot of racist people because a lot of people are going to this thing.
1: Absolutely. They've got a shitload of people there. So maybe it's just the entire South. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Hey man, know.
1: this movie would not be
0: offensive, Kieran
1: No We said that Veronica is told by Jasper that she's not allowed to speak Of course, when we're first that's introduced true. to Jasper And that's absolutely the case in the movie We saw it in the trailer, but yeah, it happened That's true We said that a large portion of the movie would be just slave exploitation, Where we're showing the horrors of slavery That's 90% of the movie <laughs> Yep I'd say that's the whole reason the movie exists So yeah, that's true And we said that we would see Veronica be graphically branded That's absolutely the case as well and we also said that an unnamed slave woman tries to escape and is then killed. That happens in the opening scene of the movie. does. And we also said that Blake has a scene where he explains that it doesn't matter where you were before, you're here now. <laughs> and again, we heard that in the trailer, but it was in the yeah. movie.
0: <laughs> really just pulling any detail you can there. Well, it was true. It is true, yeah. If I didn't say it, we would be
1: remiss. We said that Civil War soldiers would arrive at the plantation and get drunk and mistreat the slaves. Oh boy, do they? And we said that Blake tells all the slaves that their job is to look after the Civil War soldiers and follow their every command. Sounding all
0: right so far.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually surprised at how much we did actually get. Yeah, because my main focus was like, shit, we got the whole twist completely wrong. The whole twist is wrong, but and the I details. thought that would really poison our plot. But uh, we did actually get surprisingly large amount of details here. We said that Julia and Veronica would plot to escape from the plantation. I guess that's technically true. They go back and forth on it a few times. I think Julia ends up settling on escaping and Veronica is just like, yeah, we'll do it, but when we're ready. But, you know, things happen and that doesn't end up panning out. But we're still right. We thought that Julia would die through hanging, interestingly enough. Now, that is technically true. She does die by hanging herself, but we thought that she would be publicly hung. It's something As punishment I talk for, about, for yeah. yeah, I'm sure you'd get into that But yeah, as punishment for her trying to escape She'd be publicly hung But that's not quite the case in the movie uh, She actually has a miscarriage in the, in the real movie Because she gets kicked in the stomach And then hangs herself out of, you know, depression of yeah. course And the fact that she's being held against her will In a, like a fake slave era <laughs> Plantation Unfortunately, we predicted that Veronica will be raped by Blake That yeah, is the case several times happen. in the movie it Does happen What a fucking piece of trash this movie is. <laughs> We said that Veronica is finally pushed over the edge and decides to escape in a spur of the moment decision. That's absolutely true. It is. Once Julia hangs herself, she decides, that's it, I'm escaping tonight. We said that Veronica will fight back against Blake and kills him. That's absolutely the case. She stabs him with a sword and burns him in a crematorium. And we said that Veronica will take Blake's Confederate jacket and slip away under the cover of darkness. It does. Absolutely the case. I can't believe how much of the movie was in the trailer.
0: Yeah, a lot of this is just trailer stuff and it's all there.
1: So 90% of the movie is in the trailer, almost beat for beat. Except lying, but yes. Yeah, true. (laughs) Except for all the lies that they included. They're not true at all. So we said that we'll see a battle break out between the Confederate soldiers and the Union soldiers. Of course, it's a reenactment, not a real battle, but it does happen. It does. And we said that Veronica will use a horse to escape. Absolutely the case as well. We said that Elizabeth would appear towards the end of the movie and have a fight with Veronica. That's absolutely the case as well. I guess we'll get into the elements where we got that wrong as well. And you actually suggested at this point that Elizabeth will die by being graphically hung. That's technically the case in the movie. <laughs> it is technically. She's dragged behind a horse and then her head smashes into a statue of yeah, General Lee. I didn't think of that. But yeah, you were technically right. But I'm not going to count that because we didn't end up settling on that point. But we did decide that Veronica would kill Elizabeth in the movie. And that's true. It we is. didn't know that going into the movie at all. We said that the movie would end on a happy note with all of the slaves finally freed. That's absolutely true.
0: Yep. And they bulldoze down the plantation in the movie, That's right. that is. We didn't predict that, but I guess everything is good now.
1: That's true. Everything. I'm presuming everyone went to jail. We see police and the FBI raiding the camp and presumably all the slaves are freed. We know that Veronica got away. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe they had a real sort of No, let's not get into that I was going to say maybe they had like an Auschwitz-style situation Where they're like, oh shit, the cops are coming, let's execute everybody But we didn't see that, so I'm not going to pretend like that happened What a downer But no, happy ending, happy ending When the the, the end credits rolled, I was the happiest I've felt in in ages (laughs) (laughs) Well, in at least one hour and 45 minutes Let me tell you that So that was everything we got right, which gave us a total of 44 points That's alright, that's pretty good so yeah, that sounded pretty close to the movie, but we should get straight into all the things that we got wrong. Let's
0: let's go straight into Matty D, it. Maddie D you had
1: the pleasure of covering all that, I want to hear I it. I did,
0: I did. And I think just straight off the bat, we approached this movie very, very wrong because we kind of came at it with the mindset of like logic and storytelling That's right. and and things to make sense. So already we were on off on the wrong foot. No, so, Here's here's what we predicted and here's what we got wrong. Firstly, this is when we were talking about the cast list at this stage, but we thought that it would be, or we thought that the movie would flash back and forward to the past, to the present day. That doesn't really happen. As you no. sort of said, it sort of starts, it, the first part of the movie starts in the plantation as like, we don't really know what's going on That's unless right. you watch the trailer, then you know exactly what's going on. And then it. Gives us a flashback, or not a flashback, but, oh, no, a flashback. Of, it is a flashback, yeah. Of, uh, you know, what life was like before the plantation. In 40 minutes into the movie, mind you. Quote-unquote modern day, yeah. And then, and then it bookends back to sort of the climax of what happens in the plantation. That's what happens there, but we yeah. thought it would be flashing back and forth, which doesn't happen. Uh, we thought that the main thing something funny. We thought that Veronica's knowledge about history and slavery would be useful in defeating the slavers. No. Nope. It's not. Um, we thought that there would be something, you know, she would know, you know, about slave times or about, you know, something that would aid her. It's pretty much useless other yep. than people knowing history. Yeah. I she don't know
1: is. why we thought it would be helpful for her to be a historian. Yes. In fact, that's the reason they target her for kidnapping in the first place, because she's an outspoken <laughs> well, I, historian. I
0: guess that ties into it, but yeah, she doesn't use that to... No, in fact, they use that against her. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because they're like, this would be worse for her. Now, we thought that uh, Julia would introduce our protagonist, uh, Veronica, to yep. the world. That's not the case. We're kind It's the of other just... way around. It is kind of the other way around, but we're kind of thrown into it with no explanation as to what's going on. That's they're right. So, in of... the
1: actual movie, Julia turns up after Veronica's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And so Veronica is the one to tell her what's going on. Yeah. But not in a very broad sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: And here here it is, the big thing that we got wrong in the plot. Now, we thought that they would be teleported to the past. We thought that, as we've sort of said, we thought there'd be a you know alternate reality that they get magically or fantastically transported to uh, in a fantasy world for racists. Not the case it is in present day. It's in this sort of yep. hidden theme park. Uh, We thought that the movie would start in present day with an unrelated woman being stalked by a creepy child and then captured. We thought it would be Julia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, captured and teleported to the plantation. Doesn't really happen. The only thing close to that is sort of it happens to Veronica midway through the movie. But we discussed that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, And as you sort of said, the movie starts with a person being captured in the plantation. We don't actually see the well, they're trying
1: to escape and they're captured and shot.
0: That's right, that's right. We and incinerated yet. Later on. We thought after that point that it would show the events of present day. Actually, it takes like about 40 minutes for that to happen. Yeah, so you're right. really wrong there. It's all plantation stuff at the start. Now, okay, here's something, because you said this is something we got right, but I'm going to sort of challenge this a little bit, because we were saying that there would be a talk between Veronica and her daughter about her heritage. Now, she
1: does yeah, well, talk about- well, that's true. They don't talk about heritage, but no. we also said that she'd talk about uh, race
0: relations. Which she does, which she, which she does. Yeah. We, th- we sort of thought that she would say to her daughter, you come from this proud heritage, you should that's be right. proud of where you're coming from. No such conversation happens in the movie. I think there was a- uh, a bit in the trailer that kind of insinuated that it'll go in this direction? Maybe it was the picture of her in a crown that yeah, us up, Well, it
1: wasn't her, actually, in the movie. It no. was just a picture of an African-American woman wearing a crown. For some reason, we thought it was going to be Veronica.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was like some egotist. Which I guess she was, but anyway. Yeah. Now, we thought that we would see... In modern day, creepy people in the background looking at her, and we'd be that's like, right. "Ooh, what's happening?" We particularly thought that this would happen in the restaurant, restaurant, no, which it doesn't happen. The restaurant guy was just somebody who was trying to pick up her friend, her friend, which dawn. thank God we didn't predict Dawn. In yeah, this that's movie right. At we'll all. talk about her. Oh my god! But and and there's no real other than the creepy child, and other than um, Elizabeth, there's no real sense of danger in this kind of weird. Modern um, section of the movie. Modern section of in the, the movie. flashback. I say no. modern, even though the whole movie is modern day. But where it's just her real life. It, there's yeah,
1: outside of the plantation, we, there's we, no real sort of creepiness factor outside. As you said, the little girl yeah. and the fact that Elizabeth is just kind of a creep.
0: Yeah, we thought there would be things going on, and we'd be like, ooh, we'd be on edge and see people." We thought the movie would be scary, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We thought that Elizabeth would have dinner with Veronica to kind of lure her in Mm -hmm. as a business meeting. This doesn't happen. They meet over Zoom. That's right. Uh, What you said is, is the case with their relationship, but she never has dinner. We thought that whole restaurant scene would be with Elizabeth. It's with her friends. That's right. All right. we thought that the yoga scene would lead to a knock on the door where she would see the creepy little girl Standing in the hallway Doesn't quite happen that way
1: in the movie Man, they manipulated that scene for the trailer So in the actual movie, she's doing yoga and there's a knock on the door And it's Dawn! There's Dawn interrupting her and Dawn basically tells the yoga instructor to get the fuck out Yep, yep And then later on, the the creepy little girl is hanging around in the hotel and Veronica shuts the door on her But in the trailer, they just reverse the footage to make it look (laughs) like she
0: was opening up the door to see the little girl there
1: yeah. So, man, they manipulated that.
0: Yeah. What well, can we say? Something way scarier happened in the actual movie. She knocked on the door and Dawn appeared.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I was. I was way more frightened to see Dawn than I was the little girl. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this is another thing we got wrong. We thought that the slaves, the slaves that were in this plantation would have some kind of ancestry. That's why they were picked. Yeah, they that's Some right. kind of strong lineage, much like Veronica has. So we
1: almost thought that they would go back and possess, like, the souls of their ancestors in a weird way. That's the only way that it could work.
0: Yeah, almost like Blake, or the character of Blake, looked into who these people were, who looked into these people's ancestry and decided, well, we're going to grab these guys and put them on the plantation so that they know their place. Mm. In actuality, it's completely random. They pick random people. The That's only right. The only one this is relevant to is Veronica.
1: That's right. So, Blake specifically wanted Veronica in the plantation because he wanted to have sex with her, essentially. Mm-hmm. He really didn't like her because she was this public figure who he felt, you know, he was a racist, so he didn't like her progressiveness, and he just wanted to put her down, which is why he specifically wanted to pick her. Typically, as I said earlier, it's Elizabeth who chooses the slaves.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, we thought there would be a time in the movie where they would introduce us to what being in the plantation, what life in the plantation is like. It never really happens. We just launch straight into that's it. That's right. So that's so
1: it. the movie starts right. with a long shot where we have a, a really unnecessarily long seven-minute sequence of an unbroken shot going around the plantation. With the that's X-Men basically- thing. Yeah, with the X-Men theme playing over the top. I couldn't believe that. So the music in the opening, it was it was actually really cool music. It was good music. Until it turned into the X-Men theme, which just made me laugh out loud the first time I watched it.
0: Which is not what you want with a no. horror slave movie.
1: Given that a woman was being killed during the scene in question, you don't want to be laughing and thinking
0: about the X-Men 90s <laughs> cartoon. Uh. Now we thought that Elizabeth would be a much bigger character in the movie. She no- she isn't really. We thought no. that she's she- in about four scenes total. Yeah, she. We thought that she would continually be their undoing. So every time yeah. it looks like they're going to get away or their escape's going to happen, it's going to be Elizabeth that finds. So it them. Smells a rat. Yeah, not really the case at all. She never really catches them until mm. the end. That is Veronica.
1: So on the plantation itself, as we already mentioned, Elizabeth is entirely superfluous.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are no lashings in this movie No, no one's whipped at all They talk about it, but there are no lashings We thought there would be, that's something we got wrong And this isn't
1: something we mentioned But And again, I don't know if this is something to the the movie's credit or detriment But there weren't any single N-word slurs in the movie at all Which I find very, I guess, unrealistic Yes you sort of feel like they would have to go there to get the message of the movie across, but uh, I guess it's not really worth wasting effort on for this movie. No,
0: I don't think this movie. <laughs> I was going to say needed that- to do that, but no, yeah, should didn't have need done to it. do anything. I was happy that they didn't go there.
1: Yeah, that's true. I am actually happy that they didn't do that because it would have felt more derogatory than it actually was already, and it was already feeling pretty uh, bottom of the barrel. But yeah, the fact that the the racist characters didn't use that slur. I found very surprising and also very strange, you know, a very odd choice that they didn't do that. Well,
0: I think they just didn't want to go in that direction. They called them something else, I remember. but Negroes, <laughs> yeah. cotton pickers, yeah,
1: all sorts of offensive things, but nothing as offensive as you know no. the slur that we all know that you're thinking about we, right now.
0: Well, I don't think that was a prediction we made, though, so it's not something we got right or wrong. No. But something we got wrong was Veronica is never caught for reading and writing no. and punished for this. We thought that because she's, you know... She's a, she's we, a saw that,
1: we saw that in Mandingo. I just presumed <laughs> it would happen here as well.
0: And 12 Years a Slave as 12 well. 12 Years think, a Slave, too. yeah. Yeah, so that never happens. Now, we thought that Julia and Veronica would try to escape, get caught, and Julia gets publicly executed by being hung. We discussed mm-hmm. this already. That doesn't happen. She does get hung, but it's not from... Well, she hangs herself, yeah. She does hang herself, yeah, but it's not for uh, a failed escape, uh, attempt, escape no. attempt. Yeah, and we thought that this would be the, the point that pushes Veronica to... Break and then like and 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 it is. It is, yeah,
1: it is, it is. But But not quite in the circumstance that we thought.
0: Doesn't happen in this way. Okay. We thought that in the end Veronica would give a rousing speech and inspire the slaves to uprise. No. That was your there was something you were really pushing for. (laughs) my thing. Well, look, I did say it was uh, in modern day, so I can you know I can lean on that. But yeah, no. No, she doesn't give most things that
1: you predicted you were right about, with the exception of the slaves having an uprising.
0: Yeah. So, at the end of the movie, she doesn't inspire the slaves to fight back. That doesn't happen. It's more Veronica by herself. There's another guy as well that's with her, yeah. but he dies. But it's, you, it's her by herself running off. She doesn't get all the slaves involved. Like, we thought We thought that would be, like, a cool thing. And, and because I think we saw her giving all these talks, I think we kind of thought, yeah. oh, it makes sense for her to give this speech. We, because- we
1: thought that she would say there's more of us than there is of them. You know, we're all strong, independent people.
0: It fits her character that let's we shed the about. skin of oppression yeah. and go
1: into progression and rise up against these races. Yeah. But no, that's not the case at all.
0: Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. This this is a I'm sort of it's, you're taking
1: this directly from your Star Wars uh, episode nine point <laughs> where you said that the stormtroopers Finn would give a rousing speech and the stormtroopers would turn against themselves. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Something that never happens in movies, mind you. I know. I know. Well, it should. It should. Now this is nitpicky a little bit, but we thought that the hot box would be burned down. It's not a hot box. It's we not thought a hot it was box. like it's a crematorium. A, yeah, we thought it would be like. You said this. it was a barn. Actually,
1: <laughs> I did. I did. Either well, way, I said it was an outhouse. Either way, yeah,
0: you said it was a large outhouse. This movie was an outhouse, but
1: yeah, that wasn't an outhouse.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we we saw this burning in the in the. Trailer, And we thought, oh, okay, well, you know. But what it what it actually is, it's a crematorium. Close enough, they do punish people by killing them. But, yeah, uh, not- they
1: kill them and burn their bodies in the crematorium. And the movie ends with Veronica luring Jasper into the crematorium because she put uh, Blake's dead body in there, and then she burns Jasper alive.
0: Yeah, yeah, in our plot, we thought that they would just start burning the entire plantation, which they do, or at least Veronica does, and what would happen here is this would reverse the magic, the the world in quotation mark is destroyed yeah. and, and everyone would be transported back to modern that's day. right does not happen because they're not transported in the first place. Now, you kind of spoke about it a little bit. We kind of thought that there would be a last-minute scare ending. Yeah, there isn't really. There isn't really, and we thought it would happen almost like a Goosebumps movie in the modern day. So we we
1: thought that Veronica would return to her life. She's happy to see her family again. And just as it looks like the movie's going to wrap
0: up. Yeah, just as we thought it would wrap up. Elizabeth would appear and they would have like a tussle. A tussle, yeah. a fight. So it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, we thought that even, we even tossed up the idea that she would get a parcel of, a you know, the gollywog doll or something that yeah. tells her that, you know, we're still out there or something like that. I think what we landed on was that Elizabeth would appear in Veronica's home. That's right. And there would be a fight and that's where she would kill as in, Veronica would kill Elizabeth. We said that we'd sh- we said that she'd stab her with a kitchen knife or something yes, like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but it does it does not happen. And that's that's everything in the plot. I just want to also throw out there. I mean, everything te- we got wrong. Of technically course, technically we got the names wrong. I don't. Yeah, that's not our fault. So I'm not going to count that as anything we got wrong there. And I believe as well, when we spoke about when they first got kidnapped, we thought the hands would appear out of nowhere. Is that what we said? That's right.
1: We thought they would appear almost magically and pull her through time. Oh, I think we did say that someone would be in the back the whole time. Yeah, that's right. So I But they'd they'd have superpowers. They'd They'd have magical powers of teleportation.
0: We weren't really too clear on that. So I didn't know whether to say that was something we got wrong or, or right. I guess that's something they lied about in the trailer Yeah I guess we said that when she got kidnapped when, when the hands go over her mouth as we see in the movie and as we see in the trailer that should be teleported then that doesn't happen she gets knocked out and that's right her head gets smashed against the window they take her to the plantation that's right So that's everything we got wrong. Um, it's a lot of big stuff it's yep. some small stuff. But overall, we got 27 things wrong. Wow, only 27? Only 27.
1: I thought we'd absolutely failed at this one. No, So, given that we got 44 correct and 27 wrong, that's actually a pretty good sign, since we almost doubled our points. It is,
0: it is. And I think what happened is, we based our whole plot on the trailer, which worked against us, because the overall plot of the movie and the twist, we got incorrect. But a lot of the little details that happened in the movie,
1: we got right. And we were also trying to insert scenes of tension and horror as well, which weren't actually present in the movie.
0: Yes. And the movie
1: also lingered on stuff for a really long time that wasn't important. So that's what really hurt us. But overall, all the beats we got were basically in the movie. Yeah. And everything we got wrong was just stuff we were misled on. So if we knew or if if we just settled on the fact that- If someone uh... said that, you mean? (laughs) I'm just saying if we'd settled on that argument rather than going against it, then we would have been way closer than we actually were. But we were actually fairly close to this plot. Yeah, we were. It was a straightforward plot and we had a straightforward prediction. So, yeah, good work for us. There was a happy ending to this story after all. (laughs) There is one. (laughs) But let's get into our thoughts on Antebellum. Straight away, Matty D, I've got to ask, do you still think that Antebellum is the worst movie that we've ever covered on this show to date?
0: Look, Kieran, this this movie just won me $100, so I can't hate (laughs) it that much. Um, (sighs) Yes, to answer your question, yes, I do. So, a couple of weeks ago, you were saying, I think this was off air,
1: that you thought that Men in Black International might be worse than this one, but I've got to say, Men in Black International still had stuff going for it and wasn't as offensive as Antebellum.
0: What I said was, uh, or what I meant to say was, that I thought that Men in Black International was a boring movie, it was a harder movie to watch, Mm. whereas I thought Antebellum, and I think we'll discuss this in a bit, was in such bad taste and so offensive That it made it a worse movie, but I had a worse time watching Men in Black just because it was just boring. Having watched this movie, Antebellum, a second time, I completely disagree with myself. Not only is it in bad taste and it is offensive, but it is also... A boring drag as well That's right So at the
1: end of last week's episode We agreed that we were going to watch the movie together We said that we are going to have a few drinks Watch the movie together Try and squeeze some fun out of it But what ended up happening was just me and Maddie D Sitting there sadly sipping beers <laughs> Quietly watching the movie Not even able to like crack a joke <laughs> I mean we cracked a few jokes But yeah, yeah. It, For the most part we were just very uncharacteristically quiet Just sort of sitting there lamenting our life choices We were really angry Yeah we That's were really mad And we didn't want to talk about it <laughs> And so, yeah, all of our excitement just came from uh, ultimately just picking the movie apart. And, yeah, why did you find it so offensive? I know this is something we discussed in our Best and Worst of 2020 episode, but for people who haven't heard that, and given that we're here specifically to talk about the movie today, what was it that really grinded your gears, ground your gears down about the movie? Boiled my
0: piss. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, again, we did, we did speak about it a little bit on our 2020 episode, but the whole premise of this movie really is is really hard to kind of digest because it's saying it's it portrays these um, these people who are successful and kind of seem like they're, Assholes to everybody. That's right. And kind of seems like they're super privileged. And That's kind right. of
1: seems like they're so blind so and our so African American characters, you mean? Yeah. The ones who end up in this evil plantation.
0: Yeah, so and and, and that, that sort of mid part of the movie, we see that they're very rich, they're very they're doing well in life, they're very successful. They're giving these speeches about, or at least Veronica's giving these speeches about like, you know, oppression, but you don't really see that in her life. Well, she, you see lots of people just casually uh, it, sort of it, racist it, towards her. It's, it's very casual, though. It's very casual, and she kind of and and then her friend comes along, which is Dawn, a whole yeah. other thing. And they're just rude to people, and you know they they have people like like the yoga instructor, people serving them, and then all of a sudden she gets transported to this uh, period of time where you know she's a slave and she really suffers, and it just kind of feels like the message of this movie. And I really, I, I don't know if this is intentional. I think this is
1: just an interpretation. And you I hope have, it's not, but. You're not the only one who thought this as well.
0: But I can't see how else to read it. It's kind of like saying, oh, you think it's bad now. Oh, you're lucky you weren't in slave times. That's, yeah, that's where what it, it came It was from.
1: way worse. So you should be happy that it's progressed. The world has progressed so much to the point where you can be in a position to put people who are in serving roles down so as, a, as an African-American, yeah,
0: so it was which w- is a fucking terrible, terrible message. Terrible, terrible. And it, so it was hard watching that movie with that message, but then the whole movie itself, things would happen, there'd be no payoff... Um, it was just really badly written it, so badly written so badly written it's a shame because the acting is really good and uh, the I, film looks good the, the cinematography good.
1: is good the soundtrack, the soundtrack is good.
0: good so there's obviously effort there but it's just a fucking mess yes. it's just a fucking mess the pace is all off you don't know what's happening you don't understand what characters are doing and why they're doing it and then just the the characters who we're following they're not that likeable in the first place. And you, and, oh, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's So, we're introduced
1: to our main characters as people who are suffering, who are clearly in a bad way. Yes. And then the movie takes time to portray these same characters as almost unlikable. Sure, they are being, you know, casually abused in a way just by day-to-day people and, and we're showing that they do have some struggle even though they live a life of, of luxury. But at the same time, we're never given any element of... Being able to like Veronica at all.
0: Yeah. In the flashback. I mean, she she's okay.
1: She's fine. She's not a terrible human being. No.
0: But... But it it kind of seems like the movie is saying she's very blind and very privileged, which is a really awful fucking yes. thing to say in this movie. That's the way it
1: comes across. That may and not have been their intention, let's, but it comes across that way.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about Dawn because I think we have to, and and I want to talk yes. about Dawn so I don't have to talk about her again. Great actor. Um, what the fuck was this movie trying to say about her? I don't know if she was it supposed was to the be actress from Precious, right? Yeah, I don't know. She's Veronica's friend, but I don't know if she was supposed to be a comic relief character. I think that's what. That I was think the that was intention. the intention. Yeah, but she comes in and she's rude to everybody she goes into a restaurant she you know demands a better table and it just it just makes this whole message of this movie so some guy mirky.
1: comes over trying to hit on her and she like shuts him just down well she still gives him. her his number but she gives him like a dressing down for having the audacity to like treat her yeah in a way that was less than uh how she perceived herself we're champagne ladies we're clearly drinking
0: champagne so you bring a sh- champagne instead of a uh, vodka Cranberry. She's super rude to the person that's running the um the, the, event. The, the, the event that Veronica's at. She's super rude to the yoga instructor. And so we're left to feel like... She's also super rude to Veronica herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're left thinking like, oh, okay, so these people are unlikable people and the lesson they learn is you don't know how good you have it? Is that yeah. what this movie's trying to say? Which is a really racist thing
1: well, to say. The other interpretation that I have is that they're, they're almost saying, like, all, all of these... Well, no, not saying about... Because they have a white friend as well. But they're saying, like, a lot of these white people down in Louisiana or wherever right. they were were secretly racist. And then their their worst fears have, have come to light because okay. it turns out that there's a whole group of people who are actually that racist. And so, they sort of have, like, this underlying feeling that... The African-American characters sort of had this underlying feeling, though. Even though they're successful, even though they've got a lot of money they're still not treated as equals to the to the white people. Mm-hmm. And then it is like, oh, then they're, the, the white people's fantasy is to really put them back in their place, back in slave times and really degrade them. And yeah, that's, that's like a, another reading you could have. But either way, it's not a great message and it's not told well either. No. So what is the movie trying to say?
0: I don't know. I think the movie tried to bank on the success of... John Peel's movies, and tried I think to tie the, it the to that the people who was.
1: produced it, of course, Sean McKittrick, yeah. and the writers themselves were really coming from a place of not having enough knowledge or ability to approach this sort of topic, and they just ultimately failed. So let's just let's just point out as well that half the creative team behind this movie, the half the writers and directors, were white people. Yeah, so that doesn't necessarily look good when uh, this is the material you're putting out there. So we
0: we tried to kind of look into it and sort of work out what the intention was because. I think you're like me I was like this can't be what they meant to do no obviously they've done it wrong and it's come off badly but they they must they must have tried to do something else we watched a bunch of like Making of stuff That's Do right Do you remember We saw that interview With the two with the, the two, two writers, writers And directors And then one of the writers Was talking about how The whole thing was going to be A metaphor And that it, That <laughs> that Veronica was being Possessed by the ancestor Of you know Her past And that's how she Had the strength to go And you know Escape And the other yeah. writer Sitting there Dumbfounded Like he's like What the fuck well, I don't, What are you talking about yeah. So obviously This whole thing is a shit show And no one knows What they're doing And I think They tried to pull it together And I think When they went into The writers room When they sold this movie And they said you know, this is what the movie is about. It looked good on paper. It's it's shocking. Um, it's clickbaity. I'm stealing that guy. Well, okay. You know, you know, I think that it was a sell that worked, but when it's you because actually- because
1: Get Out was so popular and it dealt with, let's just say, similar issues. Yeah. So, I, I guess that's what Hollywood thought that people wanted. And so, it was just trying to appeal to that audience. But let's just say it bluntly. The fact that this movie largely explores the horrors of slavery, you know, people being tortured, people being mistreated, people being raped, people being killed- uh, and, you know, being abused just generally Is in very bad taste Yeah It's not done intelligently And it's not done in a way that is clever Or really that compelling No So it just comes across as in bad taste And it just feels like we're watching an exploitation movie
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like a fetish movie for, like, slavery It seems yeah. like somebody gets off it on It feels
1: that. like a racist movie Even though it's trying really hard not to be Yeah And I guess that's just our perspective So I'd really like to open it up to the audience If you have actually seen this movie Did you like it? And why did you like it? And what do you think the message was trying to say? Yeah. What do you think the message was? So
0: was it exciting as well? Because I—that's another problem—is it was just so boring and long. Yes.
1: Yeah. That was the ultimate thing about it. It wasn't like bad enough to be funny. Yeah. And it was an
0: hour and forty-five minutes, and it, it was just, way too long. There were things that were happening that you were just like, "Well, why am I watching this? Yeah, <laughs> what exactly. was the point?" But good news—we don't have to talk about Terribellum no.
1: again. Terribellum. <laughs> yeah. Or antebellum either. I, I call it terrible. Oh, te- I get it. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terabellum. Okay, I'm with you now. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: So yeah, I, with- I said that to you in a message. Did you? Did you just think I, I just wasn't ignored spelling? It. <laughs> I was like, it's Manny. But we don't have to talk about it ever again. Or, or think about it even. They're not going to make a sequel. No, of course not. <laughs> this this is done. This will be forgotten in the annals
1: of time in this show's well, outside, history. Goodbye! Outside of our backlog, of course. So Goodbye. People can go back and listen to this episode and just be warned. I never want to hear the name or the word
0: antebellum again.
1: No. And you don't have to. That's <sighs> the best part. So <laughs> I'm crying. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on this movie if you have actually seen it. If you agree with us, please let us know. If you disagree with us, let us know even more because I am keen to get a differing opinion. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't heard anyone give this movie a lot of praise, to be honest. <laughs> so, if you want to let us know your thoughts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Well. What an episode. Now that we've wrapped up talking about Antebellum
0: Forever. I feel like anything is good after this. You know what I yes. mean? I feel like this is, Well. We're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. It's D. like- It's like we've been on the plantation. Oh man,
1: that's offensive. Don't put your foot in your mouth. Oh, really? Because next week we're staying in the Halloween spirit. We're talking about movies that we are either scared to watch or that are actually scary. And next week we're talking about a sequel to a movie that we've covered in the past. We're talking about the next installment in the Halloween franchise Oh here we go Halloween Ends Which is ending the trilogy starting with Halloween back in 2018 Halloween Kills which we covered last year And of course ending now with Halloween Ends <laughs> So we already predicted what would happen in Halloween Kills And now we're coming back to round it out With what we think is going to happen in Halloween Ends Exciting I can't wait to talk about that Exciting. Maddie D is going to have to watch Halloween Kills <laughs> oh, no! D. And until we return for that Enjoy your week <laughs>
0: Fuck I don't know Previously on X-Men Enjoy your dinner. Uh-huh. No, 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 Sorry, I think what my friend was trying to say is that- Actually, babe, I got it. This table is 100% not acceptable, and I think that you know that, don't you? Um, Becky, um. hmm
1: Listen, I'm actually not gonna go back and forth with you about exactly why this table is unacceptable. You're gonna seat us over there.
0: Oh, um. Thank you so much, Rebecca. You're doing great.